Hi, this is Stuart Pankin, and you're listening to the Mixtape Podcast with Jason and Matt, two really great guys and knowledgeable guys. So uh, listen to it all the time, day and night. I'm going to get yelled at because my wife's been gone for two hours, and we've been bullshitting for two hours and haven't recorded shit. <laughs> and I already hear her coming. Well, this is what we do when we get together. <laughs> Dee's going to yeah. be on f- uh, seven, o- 7 o'clock our time. <laughs> Four o'clock. Damn, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Four o'clock. So seven time. your time, which is six my time. Six your time. Perfect. Yeah. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Well, hello. Welcome back to the Mixtape on Podcast. I'm Jason Emmett. <laughs> I mean, one of you guys guys fucking talk. <laughs> I I typically go last, so I was just like, yeah, I'll be last. But uh, this is Twisted Kid Matt. It's amazing to me that we. It's like before I hit roll and everybody's like, blah 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 blah. It's like okay, go. <laughs> you want us to talk now? Yeah, I mean that would be well, preferable. We got to do, do that thing now <laughs> to the folks at yeah. home. Uh, yeah, so we're here tonight. We're gonna be doing a um. We're actually going to be doing a uh, special interview today, and it's a really good one. So yeah. we're so glad you guys came along for it. Uh, this one was with myself and Spank Dog over there, and little Noah, little Noah yes, got I'm to join us. Little, I am little too. baby boy it Noah. Was, it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad that he was there for it too. He doesn't t- talk a lot. I don't know if if we were embarrassing him, Spank, but <laughs> I, 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 I think the it was this, you know, who it was. He wasn't real familiar he was, he with. Was, what? How is that possible? You shouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, I love that we always get into these and we like hint as if people didn't see the name of the title. Yes, it's it's freaking Rhonda Shear from USA. Yeah, oh, baby. <laughs> and uh, Rhonda was amazing. This is a great interview. Um, a lot of fun. And uh, stick around because she drops a little. Uh, we'll just let her tell the story of Henry Winkler, the Fonz himself. She'll, we'll let her tell it. See, that's yeah. the tease. Now you got to <laughs> listen to the full interview. But you should anyway. Rhonda's great. Well, listen hey. all the way through the episodes for the end. The end yeah, credits. I wonder uh, if after, everybody knows that that after, after the commercial, not uh, always, but yeah, most Marvel, of the time, our, our version of the Marvel end credit scene. Yeah, uh, most of the time there's something after. Almost, um, I'd say ninety percent of the time there's something after. So, yeah, if you're not sticking around, you're missing that. Uh, you also want to head over to our website and stuff. I know everybody hates this part, but hey, it needs to be done because you need to be going over there and checking shit out. We are the mixtape pod. Dot com. You should go over there, check some stuff out. Uh, there will probably be some updates and new stuff up there soon, so you should be checking that out. You can, they might get they might get annoyed by all the shameless self promoting that we do, but hey, you know we got to. Well, that's what you got. That's to usually do. the fact that we don't have it memorized. If you didn't listen right. to the John, over it. 
he didn't listen to the John Mashita Jr. Uh, interview. That was a mistake. You should do that too. And we talk about it on there. It's what it's how the world works now. You you have to promote yourself because nobody else is going to be your advocate. Yes, you do. So, but it's okay because we promote things that you should go check out because we do things for you. Cool stuff. And one of the cool things about the website is we put upcoming guests and then there's links and stuff to past guests along with other stuff up there. So you can kind of get an inside track of some of the stuff that's going to be coming down the road, which is really nice. Uh, And since we've already recorded it, can we go ahead and mention an upcoming one? uh, Yeah, I think it's okay to tease it on. We've already teased it online. See, if you guys were on our Twitter and Facebook, you know, if you were on the fan page, uh, Tapeworms Fans, uh, the Mixtape Podcast on Facebook, or you were over at Twitter, which is mix underscore tape underscore pod, and probably Instagram as well. Yeah, well, definitely. You would have already seen this tease. Yep. But, it was uh, just a picture that just said Stephen King rules. That's what it so said. So if you, if you know what that means. I mean, you're about to know. tell them, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So we got to sit down with uh, Andre Gower from the Monster Squad. Sean from the Monster and, Squad. Uh, yeah, he played Sean in the Monster Squad and has a documentary out called Wolfman's Gotten Arts. Which, which if you have not seen. A little bit. You need yeah, to go see. Yeah, it is one of my favorite documentaries. Yeah, it's wonderful. I think it's but on yeah, Amazon Prime, Tubi, a couple other places. Yeah. So Wolfman's got Don't watch it on Tubi, though. Well, I mean, if that's all you have, then watch it on Tubi. <laughs> um, but it was it was great talking to him as well, and we're going to yeah. be doing a Twisted Kid uh, with, with none other than Brother D, Derek Cook himself. We're going to be doing a Twisted Kid episode of the Monster Squad, so... There's going to be an interview with Andre. There's going to be a, a Twisted Kid Monster Squad. All that's coming up here in a, within the next few weeks. So stick around for that. Uh, it was great. It was wonderful. We have so much fun yeah. talking to these people. Like, do you guys ever just sit and stop and go, "Fucking, I can't believe we get to do this shit." Sometimes, like, it's really I, cool. Oh, I'm I'm in awe of yeah. some of the guests <laughs> that we get the chance oh, don't to talk worry. to. Everybody's going to know you were in awe when they hear this episode because. Well, he, of course. <laughs> Matt got to geek out a little bit with uh, Chris Ballou. I geeked out we a little. We got to geek out with Mashita. John Mashita, yeah. that was fun. And I geek uh, out a little, he you'll had hear. Me in tears. With Andre Gower. Uh, but this episode is where. <laughs> where uh, I, had to call, I had to call Jay out a little bit on that one, too. <laughs> this is the episode where Spank Dog geeks out a little bit. Uh, yeah, and just be glad, just a, just a smidge. Yeah, <laughs> so he, you could tell Spank Dog was a little in love there. He's like, oh, that's Ron Deshear, and she was a pretty major part of our childhood. I realized I mean, in she the, came into my home every Friday and Saturday night, and on, she was unscrambled. <laughs> that's right, yeah. she was. She wasn't like the Spice Channel. She was unscrambled. <laughs> Uh, a you couple didn't have of things. To try to get the dial halfway between two channels. A couple of things I got to say uh, <laughs> to fix to fix things uh, here on the show. The first one is during the John Mashita episode. Hey, I can't help it. I realized listening back, I said the word iconic to him probably about eight hundred and seventy five <laughs> times. But he's iconic. I didn't. I didn't notice. So what was I, I didn't supposed to say? At all. The other thing. I mean, there's no other word. Yeah, I didn't know what else it. to say. He was iconic. He really was, and so it was hard. When not you to hold say. a record in the Guinness Book of World Records, you're you kind iconic. Of that title as right. well. Yeah. Well, all the people Again, we talk to in this childhood. show, you know, they they hold some kind of, you know, upper echelon like icony kind of thing in our life. So that's why we say it. The other thing is, uh, I I mentioned we were talking about, and he called me out on it. He did. He whooped me online. Uh, Skiznot did, in fact, write the Twisted Kid theme. I was getting that mixed up with a um, 
with the the on the uh, not on the rise theme uh something rise theme that uh, my friend Nick Tyree wrote uh so sorry Skiznot Skiznot did right he wrote this theme song which is awesome and he also did the twisted kid theme which is also awesome I shouldn't Yeah thank you Skiznot Yeah Skiznot's yeah. awesome he's hey, going to big thank you to Hey Skiznot. Skiznot if you're listening which I know you are and Jay if you want to prove it call my phone right now but uh, the I'm Twisted Kid theme song that. is my ringtone on my phone. I <laughs> love that I song so much. It's not, so good. I'm not going to so. call your phone right now. Um, Fine. He he. Uh, <laughs> he's actually going to do an episode of the show with us. It'll it'll be the first time I think uh, like just a fan of the show. And I, should we even call him a fan? He's he's sort of like the he's kind of like the unofficial fifth Beatle, really, on this show. Make beef. Well, McBeef did, yeah, but McBeef did shows, he did Obscure 80s with us back in the day. He's a former host. Yeah, at least partial, part-time host. Anyway, so, you know, not just enough, he wasn't just a fan to start, I I don't know, I don't know, Skiznot's not really just a fan either. Nobody's just a fan, you guys are all family to us, so you should write us. You're all We we love you, We love you all. But he says, and I'm not going to read the full email, oh, he told me not to tell you, never mind. He says, don't tell Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse not, I'm going to tell him anyway. He said, don't tell I Matt yet, but I have an idea for a Twisted Kid theme rattling in the back of my head. Ooh. It might be Uh-oh. slow going because I'm trying to combine creating the tune with learning some new software. Oh, so he might. This be, could uh, be interesting. I, I might he have might a new be. ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Skiznot's going to come on and do a twisted kid with us. I have to. Uh, hey, I apologize for uh, for not getting back to a couple people and uh, for the listeners out there. I might have been a little slow on some tweets and stuff this week. If you are a Twitter follower, yeah, Jay's had a bad couple of weeks, and uh, <laughs> I was in the hospital. Um, there was some other really kind of major like family shit going on. And then to top all that off, I fucking broke my phone and went to get a new one. And it took, they, it was supposed to be in in three days. It took a week to get the damn thing. It was a whole thing. And I hate to be this person and admit the truth. But the truth is, you don't realize how much you rely on your fucking phone until you don't have it. And uh, it's everything. It's, it's, it's your, your lifeline to the outside world sometimes. It, well, it, everything, guys. You, and... And it's not really that sad because I think as the world progresses, that's just how it is. Your phone becomes, at least for me, it's it's an extension of my wallet at this point. And not just that, but some dumb things. So the first thing I did is break my phone and I go to the phone store. And so I look up my particular carrier to go to their store and uh, I see it's over. Oh, it's in Tri-County. Okay, cool. So I hop in the car. I drive over there. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot the address. Oh, shit. I didn't write it down, and I don't have a fucking phone. <laughs> so, luckily, I know the area well enough. I just drove around the the uh, bigger streets, let's just say, until I saw the damn store. That's This is the truth. So then the other day, I'm at work, and they FedEx me a phone. I have to go to FedEx to get the damn phone. And so... I look up the FedEx location at work, and somebody's like, what did we do before GPS? I was like, you're about to find out. I fucking had to print up the MapQuest directions. Oh, my God. God. On paper. So long. Right. So you don't realize. I was at the store the other day buying wrenches. Wrenches. And I needed one to fit a specific type of socket. And I went down to the store to pick it up. And while I'm there, I'm like, wow, shit, what size would it be? And I reached for my phone to Google that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't do that either. So 
Trust me. Uh, but on top of again, that... Again, again, lifeline to the outside. It is. What really upset me is I wasn't... All my Twitter and everything, yes, I have a laptop, but all of it was set up through my phone, and uh, uh, you wouldn't... You guys would be shocked how many passwords you don't remember. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, my so, God. So I was, you by last I, agree with I was resetting passwords all over the place. Well, no, dude, I stored... I had a storage app for passwords on my broken phone. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, it sucked, but everything's great now. So I apologize if I was behind on some stuff. Uh, if you reached out to me, you'll probably be hearing back from me soon. <laughs> yeah. It's been... We were uh, legitimately texting him, and it just... I would, forgetting he yeah, didn't I have a phone. No, I would get about one in watch. four because I had a, my watch, and I would get about one in four texts, and some I would send and people wouldn't get, and some people would send and I wouldn't get. And yeah, for a while, for a couple days there, I thought Jay was mad at us. <laughs> well, I was. I was. He was mad at us because we were texting <laughs> a group chat and he wasn't able to respond. Uh, to all the people like, who've, who've, damn it, guys! By the way, to all the people who saw the post and have asked how I was doing, because um, yes, I did end up in the hospital. Um, this is why you shouldn't mow your lawn. <laughs> that sounds like I had a, a lawnmower huh? accident, but I didn't. Like, wait. I was mowing the lawn when... a rock and it put it through his leg or something. I was mowing the lawn when I, I thought I was having a fucking heart attack. I wasn't sure. Uh, it was not a heart attack, thank God. It was a combination of a few other things, um, including dehydration. But luckily, it happened because we managed to catch some other shit, and we can hedge all that off of the pass, and I'm um, doing great, so... Thanks, to everyone, for all the well wishes and shit. I really appreciate it. It was great. You guys are awesome. Thank yeah. you. Um, Thanks for the well wishes, and go screw yourself to all of us who are going, did you make too many stroke jokes? Yeah. Is that what happened? That's what Matt was saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought for a minute you might be right there, buddy. Yeah. I thought for a minute, my, Matt, uh, my funeral was going to come up, and it was going to be playing as they lowered me into the ground. Billy Squire doing a slow acoustic slow. version. <laughs> slow acoustic version. Jay had a stroke. Anyway, <laughs> why? Why do I see? Down in the ground. Sorry. Why do I see death. Kevin doing his slide, slide whistle as they lower me into the ground? <laughs> Eulogy, and then he's playing the slide he's whistle. Playing, as they lower he's playing you Danny Boy on the slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, I actually. Uh, Slide whistle version. I mean, of taps. I intend to outlive Kevin, <laughs> but if I don't, <laughs> how do you intend on outliving Kevin? I just that's just, just what I intend. Making to do. sure he dies first. I mean, I intend to <laughs> like, natural selection. To I don't Kevin. Know. I intend to outlive every one of you. I mean, that's just my goal. I just... <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. What, Spangy, what? <laughs> I said good luck. Hey, you've been in the hospital. It's going to become a mixtape battle royale. <laughs> we'll just hey, no, I, I've had they, my they brush th with they throw us I... all. They throw us all in a fucking stadium, throw some weapons, and tell the mixtapers to go at it. And like Stu gets a, a <laughs> lid to a pan or something, and that's his weapon. It'd be, guys, it'd be five minutes, not even, with three minutes of us swinging a weapon, then we'd all be like, we're I'm all a, winded. I'm sit down. <laughs> we're all fat. <laughs> oh, God, we can't do this anymore, guys. Let's just fake an injury and Why did they have dead. to put this at the top of a flight of stairs? <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> oh, God. I had something actually relevant to the show to say, and I totally forgot what it was just then. So, 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 so. 
Unlike this uh, irrelevant oh, stuff. Wow. Hey, uh, we also hey, to get back to the. We also have a voicemail line, Matt. Do you want to tell the folks at home what that is? Since I since you've yeah went out of your way is, to learn it. I, I have it right in front of me. It is five one three four three seven two three seven seven or five one three he rad seventy seven. Hey, you guys should call that and leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you didn't yeah. listen to the end of the John Machida episode, we'd love for you to leave us a drunk dial. That would be awesome. And we'll play it on the show. <laughs> we will most definitely play it on the show. Hey, uh, a yeah. lot of love listen and support. Listen to that John Machida episode, and you'll hear a, a very old version of me. and Or a very young, young version, version of, of me, you. rather. And KC and, uh, and Metal KC. Mikey. Yeah, We've been getting a lot of love for the mixtape episodes, not the actual mixtape episodes where we do a mixtape and we're going to be doing more of those. We have some good ideas, but if you guys have some ideas you would like uh, to hear on the show, let us know. And if you have ideas, like if you have things you would add to a specific mixtape, let us know. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let people know right now it's going to be coming here in a few weeks, uh, but we're going to be doing a mixtape episode of Breakup songs from the 90s we would put on a mixtape. I'm telling you now because I want you guys to send in what you would put in. And we'll make a listener one as well. So uh, let us know what song. And I'll put it on Twitter and everything as well to, and, uh, to get the shout outs. But what songs. And I'm sure Matt will put it all on Spotify. Yeah, we'll what songs <laughs> you guys from the 90s, what song you would add to a mixtape after you broke up with somebody. Something you would sit and wallow in your misery and listen to and all that good shit. So. Send those in. We're going to be, that one will be kicking off here soon as well. Uh, I'm trying to think because I feel like there's more shit I need to be telling people, but I don't know what it is. Uh, but there's usually more shit to tell people. And I'm, you know, I talk too much as we have is. merch. We do have merch. Yeah. We have, we have merch. We have cool Go buy merch. some merch. That's buy a really, really cool shirt. I need to buy a new shirt. You wear it on your body. I need to buy a new shirt, actually. You'd be the coolest. You are the coolest. Get you one of them cool ass mixtape podcast hats. That can, Matt was sporting well, if you want one of wedding. Matt's hats, you're going to have to reach out to Matt because Matt yeah. will tell you how to get it. Uh, Matt's yeah. hats are custom, but he can help you with that right. if you want one. They are pretty yeah. cool. They are pretty cool. I wish I could get yeah. away with flat caps or flat brimmed caps. I would, I would, but I, they don't. Look I good used on to me. hate them. Now it's all I wear. They don't look good on me. That's the problem. Yeah. I, they look horrible. I'm very hats and me. I only get along with a couple of them, and I look stupid in the rest. Yeah. So, that's the way it is. <laughs> Dumb and hats. I just look good. I look good. All right, um, so let's go ahead and kick off the interview with Rhonda Shear. Rhonda was awesome. Hey, she has a book out, which we briefly talk about in the show, but you should check that out as well. Um, She just released it. It is called Up All Night, and there's a bunch of stuff after it. I want to – she shares it in the interview, so I'm not going to share it here, but all I got to say is um, she got some people to write some – blurbs and reviews and Gilbert Gottfried's is one of the best things I've ever heard. So we talk a little bit about Gilbert in this episode. They were very close. Um, so, you know, go enjoy, listen, share your feedback and we'll be back here in a few after this wonderful interview with one miss Rhonda Shear. Yes. Enjoy. I am Rhonda Shear, host of USA up all night. And I'm Gilbert Gottfried, host of USA up all night. I'll show you lots of fun movies. I'll show you lots of fun movies. I do it Friday. I do it Saturday. We both do the same thing. Only different. USA Up All Night. The same, but different. I'm here, and thank you guys for inviting me. And I'm well, we, we appreciate you uh, coming on, actually. We've been looking forward to this for a while. We um, 
So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll introduce some names so you know who you're hearing on this end. Uh, my name's Jason. Um, right Jason. over, right to my right, we have Spanky. Uh, I love Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spanky loves you too, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we have we have uh, Spanky's minion here. We have his little spawn that is with us. <clears throat> his son Noah actually does the show with us sometimes. Oh, so I love that. It's, How it's, old is Noah? Eighteen. <laughs> okay. It's, it's Just fun for to us. Make sure how, how family friendly I can. Oh be. no, you're fine. <laughs> he's, he's heard worse come he's out. He's heard of way me. worse come out of us. Yeah, <laughs> we like having him on sometimes because it's fun to get like a, a youthful perspective on something because yes. we're, we're just a bunch of old men. So you know. No, I, I'm either. all about that. I, <laughs> I love all the people that work for us. At you know, in my intimate apparel world, are all young, and I just totally, I love it. I yeah. love their outlook, and yeah, I, we I like to we do what we like to do is we like to talk about things from like our youth and then bring them relevant today. So it's kind of fun to have his perspective on the show sometimes. Yes. Get, see, yes. see what see what a younger person thinks of us. He has no clue about some of the stuff that went on in the 80s and 90s. And we've been <laughs> educating him. Well, you know what? I was just on. No, I actually did a film, which I'm really excited about. You know, I had two days work on a film, but a meaty little role, even for just two days of work. And so there was, you know, a young makeup artist. So a couple of the other actors on my, well, not even, not me, but one of the other, Bobby Lee is in the film. Very funny oh, guy. Yeah. And, and he starts asking the show makeup girl. I said, I bet she doesn't know who Bob Hope is. I don't know how we just got on this, and I just that name popped in. That was the first thing, the first person I ever worked for, first show I ever did in L.A. It was a Bob Hope special. She had no clue. But then, it, it, then we we kept bringing up the names. Um, it wasn't Madonna, but it was almost someone like Madonna. She had no idea. I gotta be like <laughs> not knowing who Bob Hope is is already bad. But if she wouldn't have known who Madonna was, that would there would have been no. Nope, the kids don't. They I, don't. I forget. It was somebody pretty current. I don't know if it was Sean Penn. It was just you'd be surprised. It's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh no! I now this has been years now, um, but I worked at a an office and. Um, they brought around a dress code, and the dress code said we weren't allowed to wear shorts two inches above the knee. And I, right. I made the comment. I said, two inches above the knee. What are we, Magnum PI? And the girl <laughs> oh, next yeah. to me said, "Who?" I said, <laughs> "Magnum PI." She said, "Who?" I was like, "Oh God, Doctor Richard from Friends." That she knew. She knew. She knew Richard from Friends. She did not know, or his character from Blue Blood. Yeah, she did not know. So. so no, it does not it does not surprise me. So the only thing the only difference is is at least when I was in LA in my showbiz years and hopefully they're back uh, full circle. But um, is that I studied because if I wanted you know when I was doing stand up I wanted to know who the old timers were right because I I just wanted to see who they were. So I was a little bit more cognizant of you know not everybody but you know certainly. I, I looked into it and read about, you know, even people from the silent films days, just because it was what well, was interesting. And I just think if that's, you know, your world, you should you should know something about it. But Agreed. it's really amazing. Well, that, those um, are the guys who laid the groundwork for what you right. are able to do today, right. for what anybody's yeah. able to do in the day. Right. Today in well, the even the young comics today. I mean, I feel like they I mean, they don't know comics from the, you know, the 80s or 90s. And I feel like Wow. Okay, maybe you've got a new style, but it, at the end of the day, these are the guys who laid it right. down. George Carlin, <laughs> still the father of, of you know today's kind of humor and uh, the observational humor, and 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 they don't know. <laughs> and, and somewhat more relevant these days than ever, actually. So yeah, yeah. George Carlin's kind of making a comeback online, like you see in TikTok and stuff. A lot of his 
kind of hitting home yeah, on a lot of fronts. It is. So well, it's really funny because we just started playing with TikTok and and we're just really getting into social media. I mean, I've been into it, but I'm talking about for both of my businesses as well. So sure. um, just really putting throwing a lot of money at it, doing a lot with it. And so we've been playing with TikTok and and the person I have doing it is putting up a, a lot of my old um, clips from up all night. I haven't really gotten involved yet, you know, doing live or anything, you know, new stuff, but I will. And it's amazing how many fans are drawn to that, even just some of these old clips that yeah. we put up. Yeah, it's pretty so crazy it's, stuff. It's, it, TikTok is completely fascinating yeah. well, to me. Up All Night was a staple in our teenage years. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Major staple. Um, Fridays and I Saturday nights watching you and Gilbert, and, and Gilbert, Gilbert on Saturdays. Yeah. It was just it was awesome. Something we did all through high school and all through. And, and I, I, I personally want to thank you for – for bringing all those awesome movies into our lives. And you know, it's so funny because I feel like the young people, last Noah, um, they, the ones that are so, at least know about the whole, that whole B footage, the, the, that world of films, that genre, they miss it or either they crave it. Yes. Because it was like, it was kind of innocent, but it was, you thought you were seeing more and yet it was mindless comedy or mindless horror films. Yep. And, in a good way. I mean, it was just really good. And I, I can't tell you how many fans I still have and how much fan mail I get a week. And I mean, snail mail and <laughs> pictures. It's like, it's pretty amazing. I, I loved it. I loved all of it. You know, you don't realize it when you're in it. But then right. years back, years later, you're like, wow, that was a really cool part of time. Yeah. That, that Up All know. Night really introduced me to um, to the trauma world. Well, that's, that's that how a lot amazing. of this got started. We we spoke to, to uh, Lloyd and oh, um, yes. through that whole thing, um, we actually ended up having Lloyd come out to Cincinnati and we did a screening of uh, we did a screening of um, Shakespeare, Shakespeare Shitstorm for him and we had a blast. And in all of that, he's like, you, you guys should talk to Rhonda. We're like, we would love to talk to Rhonda. That's just, that <laughs> is so fun. I love Lloyd, Uncle Lloyd. I yeah. did a film with him called Prison of Go-Go yep. about 15 years ago. <laughs> We, we both had roles in it. I mean, he's he's just the best. And, I, you know, I did a little show for a while during the pandemic on, on Facebook. And we still we still play with it. Like, it's called Rhonda Shear Social Hour. And he was one of my first guests. And he's just still just amazing. He really is amazing. And yeah. He is. The energy. And yes. he started that whole world. <laughs> I mean, he's just, oh, my gosh. And he just keeps going. He's just a very special man. And his kids are very, uh, I mean, they've done really well. He's just a very cool person. Yeah. And trauma. I mean, wow. Well, His you <laughs> you introduced me to trauma. Like uh, that's what he and I were talking about. I said, he said, how did you find trauma? I was like, well, USA up all night, man. I saw Toxic Avenger, and he, that's when he uh -huh. said, you need to talk to Rhonda. I'm like, well, <laughs> we would love to talk to Rhonda, but it's kind of a full circle. I mean, like like Spanky was saying, every Friday, Saturday night, you know, we'd be. That's what you did. You would tune into it to see what, to the TV. what crazy movie you were going to play. And next. everybody thought they were going to see more. And I guess it was pretty provocative considering basic cable was about, you know, as naughty as you could get, yeah, right. you know, at least <laughs> in front of your parents. And, and I'll just say this in front of, no, I got probably you guys through puberty too. I got so many young men through puberty. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I'm not going to deny it. I'll my, put it that way. My first, I'm like, Oh, that's, but believe me, the fan mail that I used to get back then was so amazing. And it, it was really interesting because the ratings, you know, that little show made so much money for the network that that's how weird science and all these other shows, right. you know, we paid for those shows. 
<laughs> we had a, a low budget. I mean, kind of put the network on the map. And, uh, you know, years later, I mean, I still hear from one of the one of the former presidents and he's like, yeah, that show really did a lot. But he was just going through changes. And the woman that started, her name was Kay Koplovitz. Um, and she was like, maybe she was considered the mother of, of basic cable. I mean, she put, you know, USA Network, she started it. And uh, so we had fun because we were able to experiment and do things because, you know, the executives weren't really watching closely. So we got away <laughs> with a lot. And the seven, eight years that I was on the show, I mean, we, we went through all kinds of, oh, well. I must have gone through seven different producers as well, but and each one brought their own take to it. And every year I'd start over and I'd hate it. But then every year I end up liking their style because they stretched me and we did, you know, everything from the really sexy stuff. And then we covered events and we covered, you know, uh, Broadway premieres. And then the show moved two years to New York. They were either like, well, we want to save money. So we're going to bring the show to New York and, and we want you, but if you don't want to, you know, fly out there, we're going to have to hire someone else. So, I went, well, of course. So we used to bank four shows at a time. And then those New York, um, I got Gilbert's producer, and he was just really out there. And when I think about those shows, for a while, I I didn't like what he was doing. But when I look back, he was really great. He was ahead of his time. And uh, he went on to produce you know, Howard Stern for years. So wow. he was just definitely out there. And then I worked with another woman who we did more like sitcom stuff. So just 450 shows altogether. Wow. It was a lot of... A lot, a lot of shows we did. It's <laughs> a lot. Here's a really here's a little tidbit. I the only one I requested in my contract to get a copy of every show. So uh, I'm missing about twenty of them. I don't know why, but I am. But I kept all the videotapes, and they've been transferred, and most of them transferred, and now uploaded to uh, slowly, but to YouTube um, oh, slowly. Awesome. And USA Network got rid of all of. I mean, they they erased everything just for. The tape, which is like cost nothing, which obviously no one uses that anymore. So they, there's no library except for me. Except for you. Of, oh, wow. Of, wow. And I mean, I don't have Gilbert shows, but I just, you know, I have mine. I don't have the films, but I did. Here's what's funny that I had every single film because USA would send me all the films so I could look over them so that I basically know what we're talking about. I wasn't a film buff as much as Gilbert was of, of the films. I am more now. I mean, I think it's just fascinating, but I would look through them. I'd speed through them every week, just, you know, fast forward through them. And unfortunately I don't own them anymore. I just, I didn't have enough room. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I was living in an apartment. 400 some. That's, that's sport. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. More than that, because we hosted three shows. We hosted two live and then um, one, we just did voiceovers for the third movie. So it was like three movies, and I would at least get the first two. So, yeah, it was it was a lot. But, boy, I certainly wish I had that library today. Not that I could do or sell anything, but it would just be interesting to have that. Well, you know, you know I mean, the fact that you own the library of, of your stuff from that, I mean, right. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. at some point someone doesn't reach out and say, hey, we need all of these. Because I know. It's pretty. It was just, yeah. Yeah. And that's why we, we love putting it up. You know, I know people will ask for the films. And I'm like, we don't have the films, but I couldn't do that anyway. But um, and then up all night, you know, I went to the executives once the show was, you know, and the network changed. And legally, I own the rights to USA up all night or rather up all night, um, at least for the use of, um, you know, for any for certain uses, like for my intimate apparel line or a TV show. So that's a really cool thing too to have the you know we keep up with that and we've kept up with it for years my husband and I so you know, 
bad name to have. <laughs> how did you like? How did this all get? St- I mean, did you started in comedy? Is I mean, is that how this started? You started in comedy, and I started in. It's so funny. I just did an interview right before I talked to you guys um, for a magazine. He he really brought me back, which most people that interview me don't talk about. You know, way way back. But um, <laughs> I started in New Orleans, and I did beauty pageants, and then. You know, I went to school in New Orleans and graduated, you know, communications was my major. And I always had a, um, you know, I did a lot of local commercials and got my SAG card in New Orleans. But I always handled things, especially sticky situations with even dates going way back before the Me Too movement, dating or even men. If things seemed sticky, I would kind of just be funny. And even when I did the pageants, I, when they asked the questions on stage, I would... (laughs) find a humorous way to answer, you know, you know, how do you world about world peace or whatever they would ask. And I just think I hid behind comedy. So when I went to LA, I really wanted to be in sitcoms. And I did do a lot of early sitcoms like Happy Days and Married with Children. And, you know, that career was going really, really well. And then my dad passed and I took a year off. And when I got back, I couldn't quite get the ball rolling. I mean, I was working constantly, but I was doing sitcoms before 84, like, constantly so I kept acting obviously and then and then um then I started doing stand-up and then that led into up all night and um up all night was you know eight years I mean I did other things a lot of hosting during the years of you know also while I was on up all night and also headlining as a stand-up comic so um strong background in comedy and then obviously I re now obviously you guys may not know I reunited with my junior high school sweetheart 20 years ago, and then we started, you know, the Rhonda Shear brand of Intimate Apparels, which our biggest customers on Home Shopping Network. So we design and manufacture and we're vendors for for our own line. So we own, you know, own the line. I don't just rep it as like, you know, as a celebrity or as a guest. It is, it's our line. Yeah, so I was, everything that, that's awesome. I was talking to my wife about this and um, correct me if I get this wrong. You, you created the, am I saying this right? The ah bra? Is that right? Yes, <laughs> That's yes. you guys. And she knew that. She knew what that was when I told her. She's yeah, like, oh, I know funny. what that I is. As <laughs> many young men as that I knew in my, um, or knew of me from my up all night days are up all night days. Um, <laughs> there's more women, I believe, that know uh, know me from the ah, bra. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we sold 35 million worldwide in 34 countries. And it's still a really, it's still our hottest product. Um, although we do. We've had thousands of items and SKUs, and I, I love it. And both careers are very fulfilling. I mean, I've been on HSN, Home Shopping Network, now 20 years. So I go on, you know, live, and I represent my own brand. So it's not quite the same TV as Right. Yeah, I've actually flipped through the channels and seen your name come up on Home Shopping Network, and I'm like, what? Wait, let's check <laughs> yeah. this out. I bet you did. And I, and I, and I watched for a couple minutes. I mean, this, this I'll is tell a you what's really funny is I just years. can't get away from, you know, I had the most beautiful women on purpose because I knew what would hold people's attention late night TV on Fridays and Saturday nights. So I had the most beautiful women on. I'd always, it was my idea. Let's bring on Raider cheerleaders or the Rams cheerleaders or, you know, we had, uh, God, like porn stars on. You name it. We, we yep. had every... Per kind of you know models and actresses and so it's like i can't get away from that so now it's like i have lingerie models in my life and playboy's been in my life you know pretty much my whole career so i've had this very interesting career of walking down the middle not falling off into the 
really naughty side, but you know, always walking kind of the mainstream line. Sounds like that a really hard life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you bring up Playboy. Yes. <laughs> because I have sitting next to me he October does. 1993 he issue. He brought it in. I don't know why. That's a hard. That's a hard issue to get. I bought it's it when a, it came out. <laughs> oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> the next time I see you at a convention, I will have you autograph it if you would. Oh, absolutely, please. or I'll send you. Well, you know, I don't. I don't know if I have any more anymore. Maybe you'd have to send it, and we'd send it back. But that's an expensive issue. I know it's a hard one to get because Seinfeld was on the cover. Yep. Yes. Yeah. was only, he was only like the third or fourth guy to ever be on the cover. And Jenny McCarthy, it was her first layout. She is the centerfold in this. Yes. <laughs> and that was before anything happened for her career. So, you know, yep. it, it was just a very popular issue. And um, I brought to them the year before Women of Comedy was my concept. And then then in that in that interim period, then Up All Night took off. And then they came back for me to do a celebrity pictorial. But I was in Playboy a long time before that with all my clothes on and started a whole bunch of craziness in my life, but I was in an issue, I think it was 78, and it was Girls of the New South. And you would, and then I was like holding a title, and they de-queened me or dethroned me, and, and I sued to be reinstated as queen, and then I ran for public office over the whole thing. I mean, just started craziness. <laughs> and Playboy started a long relationship with Playboy. Playboy thought it was so funny that this organization would take my title away just because I was in Playboy with all my clothes on, right. <laughs> like more than my clothes. I had one of those Scarlett O'Hara dresses, you know, <laughs> like the antebellum dresses. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, Playboy is pretty much a skin magazine, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. right? To, to appear in there fully clothed, that is, you know, that's scandalous. You know, what's weird about this, the double standard with that, though, is, you know, writers like Stephen King tried, you know, getting in Playboy as a writer. That was a huge, huge deal. And that didn't hurt your career if you were a guy and you were writing. Mm-hmm. But if a girl yeah, was in it, there. It certainly, it certainly did not hurt my career. Actually, even back then, it enhanced it because Playboy kept up with it. They thought it was so funny. It was just New Orleans and the, this, you know, a committee of probably women. Right. And it was just the connotation <laughs> of being a Playboy. Because, but when they did those um, layouts back in the day of girls of the Pac-10 or girls of this or girls of that, they did always shoot girls in various states of dress and undress, mm-hmm. some completely dressed. So, but it started a, a, a lifetime love affair, really, with Playboy. They, they, they always wrote about me in the back of the, the issue of, um, you know, what I was doing or the latest shows I was on. And one year I was voted, I don't know if it was sexiest or whatever, um, it was like cable star or something. So they were always very, very kind and supportive of my career. And Hefner was very nice. And I never saw any of the craziness that, that's out there about him now. So, and I knew many women who dated him and long-term relationships and never heard anything. So I've always felt he was extremely respectful of women. Now, Hey, I'm sure the guy who he was in relationships with people, um, that was a different situation, you know, and I have my feelings too, even about the me too movement. I never took a meeting in a, in a hotel room. That doesn't mean I wasn't asked, but I never took one kind of crazy times out in LA. Things hopefully are are a lot different and easier. um, I hope so. Yeah. It's. It seems like maybe it well, for is for men too, for that matter. That, I mean, that's men true. Too. Yeah, there were a couple of men that came out and, and the whole thing. So mm-hmm. hopefully things have settled down a little bit. <laughs> we don't. Well, you know what? I, I was actually rooting for Johnny Depp, so I was actually happy because I felt like she was. 
I don't know. I mean, I think they were both out there, and I think they both should have walked away from that relationship. It was toxic. You know, but I, I had. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say too much, but like uh, way before any of this stuff happened, I was telling. I was like, I don't think she's a very good actress. And then she gets up on this stuff. I'm like, see, I told you guys, I didn't think she was a very good actress. (laughs) She's not convincing me. She never did. So, well, especially nowadays, you know, because people are going to side with the woman more now. Now, I I believe in in general. So, for to not be able to prove that point, especially with all of his kind of craziness, then. uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't buying it. <laughs> but anyway, one thing I've never, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, just being in, in my eyes, I'm just a, a good old Southern girl from New Orleans. And I always thought it was a privilege and an honor to work in front of the camera, but I never lost sight of, you know, who I was or, or anything. Not that I had the level of celebrity that these people had, but still, you know, to have that taste of it, you got to remember who you are and where you are. So you mentioned you know, back in the day, you did a lot of sitcoms and you mentioned happy days. And mm-hmm. so we, we were talking earlier about how going back to your roots and like seeing things that came before. I've, I've had this discussion. Um, a lot of young people, I got picked on, uh, someone, I forget what show we were talking about, but somebody said to me like, um, well that those shows are before my time and I'm like wait did you do you think Gilligan's Island was my time? No, I grew up I went back and I watched those. Mm-hmm. We watched all that stuff. And oh yeah. So we went back and you know even as me as a kid who wasn't in the industry I still that we watched the shows our parents watched. We listened to the music our parents Absolutely. listened to. Absolutely. We were raised on oh, that gosh. stuff. So Oh yeah, my gosh. I mean the Three Stooges. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. I watched the Three Stooges. I love the honeymooners. Yes. Love. I mean uh, Lucy, I've watched every episode of Lucy yes. so many times and she's naming every show for my child. <laughs> and, and we just grew up we grew up watching them too. I mean that because they were introduced to us by our parents. With that no, and, and and why do they keep redoing these shows? Because they're still classic. The, the comedy still stands up today right. with those shows. I mean, I did grow up with Gilligan's Island, I guess, and my favorite was I Dream of Jeannie Loved and I Dream of Jeannie. Um, and Bewitched. Bewitched yes. So of course, you know, so so funny when I interviewed and got to, to you know work with uh, Barbara Eden a few times, and I I don't get sh- I'm not shy and I'm not starstruck. I've never been of anybody, <laughs> but when I met her, I was so shy, and she's like the nicest human being on the planet. But but she was my idol as a kid. I mean, I wanted to be her. You know, I wanted to be Jeannie. Oh, so I mean, powers, we, we did yeah. a we we. <laughs> We, we did a, a show, you know, celebrating her on Up All Night, and we did a show celebrating Lucy, and all that stuff is on YouTube now. And I loved all those people. Yeah, I loved watching those. Old shows. Are you kidding? Like, I had to watch, um, what was the name of that show? Jeez, um, oh, gosh, the one with all the bubbles. It's Lawrence Welk. Maybe oh, you won't okay. even remember that. I mean, there were some shows that, like, my parents watched. Yeah, you would either watch them with your parents, or you'd go back and watch the reruns. You right. know, they were so fabulous. Well, I still do that. Um, oh gosh, there were such good shows. I mean, a lot of them they won't run anymore because I guess they're not politically correct, sadly enough. But um, some really fabulous stuff back in the day. The Honeymooners just are still amazing to me. Well, you go back, and a lot of those shows you mentioned, like you know, like Lucy and Bewitched, and Jean, they had you know they had female leads, mm-hmm. and so I could right. see why yeah. that would pertain to like your. Why wouldn't you go back and watch that stuff? That's that's kind of. Uh, oh my God! They were so they were so great. They yeah. really were. They just I mean, I love. That's why I love sitcoms. That's why I fell in love with that. It was like doing producing a little play every week because you shoot every week for twenty two weeks. 
And, you know, you'd memorize your lines and you'd shoot, you know, rehearse Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and shoot on Friday. And when I was on those sets, I, I loved it. And um, more than films. So even though I was hosting films and had the chance to probably do a ton of those films, I, I never really went after it. I went after more of the sitcoms. I mean, that was my love. I'm like, oh, well, this is great. I love this gig. I don't really care about being in these horror films. So I want to be in a right. sitcom. So, and then when I look back, I'm like, I should have totally embraced the movie world. But, you know, you, you just, that's why I moved out there. That was my dream, you know. Yeah, so I, I worked on all those shows, like, you know, Happy Days and Three's Company and Married with Children. And they were all, they were all great experiences and have a lot of footage. All of it's, all of it's up there, I mean, for the most part. And, and they're, but, you know, they, they go back and they do copies of these shows when they do movies. Oh, so, yeah. you know, obviously they stand up to today's time because... I mean, even with musicals, they go back and they recreate the old musicals. So on Happy Days, I'm trying to remember, but if I do, if I recall correctly, were, did did you date Fonz on an episode of that show? Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> I remember. I, mean, I, get it. <laughs> I dated the Fonz. I was his girlfriend, and then he fired me off the show, and I think that really hurt my career. Really? And so I can tell you that story. It's 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 in my book. I, I know Marie's going to send you a book, but um, you know, everybody's like has such. You know, great things to say about Henry Winkler, and I am not a fan at all. I mean, I think he's a great actor, but um, he did something so horrible to me as a young girl. So I, I was doing Happy Days so frequently. You know, I cast, I was cast in, and then they started calling me and just using me. You know, like for smaller roles and different roles, and you know, it was I was almost becoming like a regular on there. And so once I had a, it was a smaller role, but they called me, and it was like I was playing his girlfriend, but. I don't even remember how many lines I had, maybe one or two. Basically, I was just always making out with him. I don't even remember what this particular show was about <laughs> too long ago. So anyway, I was cast in it. And then at the same time, I got a national commercial for, for um, Church's Fried Chicken. And the commercial was shooting on Thursday and Happy Days was shooting on Friday. But you rehearse Monday through Friday. And I mean, you rehearse Monday through Thursday and you shoot on Friday. Well, on Thursday was this commercial, and so because my part was very small and because they knew me and I knew Henry and I knew the whole cast had been doing it so much, I asked the producer and the director, I said, you know, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> and I got this national commercial, and you get residuals for commercials. You make right. a lot of money for commercials. So they said, oh, my gosh, we love you. We know you. It's no big deal. Yeah, take off, do the commercial. We'll see you fr Friday for the taping. So I guess no one bothered to tell Henry that I was doing that. So I guess they rehearsed on Thursday. And when I got there on Friday, my name was off my dressing room door. And no one called to tell me because Henry wanted to have a little chat with me. So I get there and our stage manager says, oh, yeah, um, Henry wants to talk to you. So, I mean, no one had told me anything. Was, I mean, I, I'm there ready to shoot, right, or ready to do. They shoot two you succumb shoot in the morning. I mean, in the afternoon and they shoot a later evening show anyway. So he bring they bring me into his dressing room and he, go, and he sits me down and he says, you know, if you were serious about acting, you would not have taken off of that commercial. I, I go, well, I am serious. He goes, well, I didn't know about it. I go, well, I'm so sorry. You know? And I mean, I'm crying. I'm 23 years old and I'm in tears. I said, I apologize. He goes, well, this happened to me once when I was in college and something similar happened. And I learned my lesson kind of similar to the way I'm going to teach you this lesson. And I, I just, you know, want you to know that. And I made the girl that was filling in for you, you know, just on, on the set that day, um, Screen Actors Guild, and she's taking your part. 
I was mortified. I mean, I left there like someone had punched me. And um, the casting director who loved me said, I, I can't use you right now because I just can't bring you back on, on the set after what, ha- what happened with Henry. So, you know, think about it. That was Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, other spinoff shows. So until, you know, I, that pretty much took me out of all the shows that would have used me. I, I, when I say I blame him, I mean, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done the commercial, but I was at, I asked and I was given permission and I thought I was doing the right thing. And Henry was an actor and he made this decision to let me go. And because he was such a big star right. then, it was like the last year that Happy Days was on the air. They listened to him and let me go. But it, it really hurt. And it took me years to figure that out, you know, to think about it and figure that out. But truly, that was horrible. What he did. I would never have done that to a young person or an actor, but that's what he did. You know what we learned? What destroyed Happy Days wasn't jumping the shark. It was letting go of Ron. Mm-hmm. That's what sank the show. <laughs> I, I was going to say the, 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 the shark jump was the beginning of the <laughs> The end of the show, they got rid of you, and that, that they shouldn't have done well, you know, I, You know, what's really interesting is that I've wanted to run. He's had a lot of events, and I know Donnie most. I actually dated Donnie most a couple of times. And, you know, I, you know, everybody else, I, I knew Aaron, poor Aaron, who you know, passed away. Yeah. And they were all so lovely. And still, to this day, you know, I, I'll, Donnie and I communicate on Facebook all the time. And I've never told him that. But, um, you know, I was doing an interview with a magazine. I can't remember what. I, we won Ernst & Young and a lot of awards, you know, back in 2012 for the Sabra. So whoever was doing this interview, it was an entrepreneurial thing. Um, he goes, do you mind if I reach out to Henry's publicist? I go, no, I'd love you to reach out. I'd love to know what he thinks. And there's no way he doesn't remember. And he, he knew who I was and he denied that it ever happened. And, you know, he, he said, I could, I didn't have enough power to, uh, to fire an actor. I was just an actor. I wasn't a producer. No, he was a powerful star at the time. And he told them that he didn't like what I did and they let me go. But it is, it's been one of my things to confront him, you know, it's kind of like something, you know, not that it means a darn thing other than I think as you get older, like you get to my age and you're like, man, I'd like to tell him off for that because he's got such a great reputation for being such a great guy. I love helping young actors, Bull, and I, I can't even imagine breaking someone's heart to that level. There was no reason to. I was, you know, everybody else gave me permission. I had always assumed he was, uh, I mean, he was really nice to me. I met him when I was like 10. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, maybe yeah. he matured over the years. Maybe yeah. I met him at maybe some did. comic convention. Then own up to it. He, he remembers. You don't he forget re- things like remembers. that. I can, I can remember all kinds of things from, you know, my past. He, he remembers, you know. He, he knows who I am. I mean, listen, I, I worked with Jay Leno and as a stand-up, when I say worked with him, you know, he'd come into the clubs and I was doing stand-up and Jay got to know me and, and he was good friends with a guy I dated for many years and so he was hosting, emceeing the Ernst & Young National Awards. Well, I won Entrepreneur of the Year for Florida back in 2012, I believe, or 13. And anyway, long story short, he was hosting. I didn't think I had a chance of winning the National, but still we were invited to go. And when I saw him on stage hosting, I'm like, I told my husband, I'm going to go say hello to Jay. And he goes, how are you going to get to him? I said, oh, I'm a performer. I know how to get to him. I'm going to go to the <laughs> kitchen. That's how, every, that's how you get to all the performers. So I go backstage and I see him and he was just getting ready to go back on. He goes, oh, I can't talk right now. Anyway, long story short, next week I get a call from NBC and he says, I just want to tell you, I am so proud of you and I am so happy for you. And I've been watching your career and the fact that you 
you know, chose this other path to be an entrepreneur is so amazing. And I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to really talk to you that night, but it was just crazy with, you know, a lot going on. But I mean, just, he, he went out of his way to make a special call personally. And I thought that was huge of him That's you know, when he was cool. still on the air. So, you know, <laughs> how, how long, I mean, are, do you, do you still do any stand up or do you do you not do it? I haven't. You know, I get asked to do, uh, you know, things here and there. And or, and what I end up doing is hosting. And um, if I was asked to host a stand up show, show, I would totally do that. And, and, you know, definitely do some comedy in the beginning. But to write a whole act and go through that. I mean, I'd really have to I wouldn't say start over, but it's been about maybe five years since I've done a set on okay. a stage. And I just I don't have the desire to or I shouldn't say the desire, it should be the drive. I don't have the drive to write like I did. I have friends that are still out there, still on the road. I mean, really good friends, and I love them dearly. And they're still, you know, beating down those those clubs. And I just, I, you know, door, I couldn't do it. But, you know, you have to be kind of hungry to do it. And I guess, you know, I've been, I won't say I'm lucky, because, you know, I still work my butt off. You know, we work very right. hard to do what we're doing. It's just different. But, you know, a few years ago, I did bring back, I, I did a show in the early 2000s. I did Rhonda, Rhonda Shear's uh, pajama, par- up on my pajama party, mm-hmm. it's called. I it was with this. all girls. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And so I brought that back about mm, maybe seven or eight years ago here and brought in some, you know, um, headlining comedian friends of mine. And it was really well received. And, you know, I thought about doing more with it. And then, you know, it, it just it just kind of went away. <laughs> I mean, because the, that was the female show was starting to really pick up around then. you know, female comics were really getting hot and they loved it. And this show had audience interaction and it also, all the comics were on stage at one time, like a pajama party. And it, it was just really a different way of, of doing a, a comedy show. But one of my friends, she took off, you know, and did like her own show and she's done, Carol Montgomery has done very well with an all female show, different, like, you know, kind of, not all the comics were on stage at one time, but I thought that's what made it really unique is that we all interacted not only with each other, but with the audience and then still listened to each other's. We were like part of the act when they went up and did their time. But anyway, that was fun. So I'm saying if, if, if it came along and it was, you know, in my, and someone said, Hey, you want to host a comedy show? Like a lot of these girls like Johnny McCarthy have done it. I would do that in a minute. That would be a blast. Um, I think you'd be just like, you know, I was just asked to do this film. Like, so I didn't have to read for it, audition for it. So, you know, it was, it's, it's a film with, and I think I'll tell you, it was Bobby Lee's in it and uh, Justina Machado and um, a couple of other younger stars who, you know, not as well known, but Disney stars and the producer direct writers from here, but everybody, the whole cast and crew is from LA and they they were like afraid to reach out. They thought I was going to say no, and I'm like, no, I, I you're filming here, you're here, and it was a really fun little cougar role. That's cool. <laughs> and a, a boss lady cougar, you know, and um, and it was just two days of filming, but I had a blast. And it's like, gee whiz, I, I totally want to get back into this, but I like when I'm just offered the part and I don't have to. Right. <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> so are are you planning on doing like any of the convention circuits again? You know, I want to, you know, it's funny because I was asked to do the convention circuits and I, and I said no to him in the early days because I just got married when these were really taking sure. off and I didn't have the time and we were building our business and um, I didn't think, you know, as much about it. Now I would love to do them. Um, I think it would be a blast. I mean, I would love to do the Comic-Cons. A friend of mine is um, 
Cato Kalin, and he hosts a lot of these things. Yeah. And, and he wanted me to do some of that. I'm like, yeah, just reach out to me. I mean, I can kind of make my own schedule. Yeah, we have a but, we have a local one here every September. September, twice the Eddie Comic Expo, and then we've we got the Horror Hound convention. Oh. Which I knew you. We we know those. You were guys. supposed to do an appearance <laughs> at Horror Hound one year, but had, I guess what I'm saying is I've like either backed out or, or HSN shows. Yeah, HSN. You know, they. I'm on the air for that. You know, it's not like they book me. What it is is like they buy product from us, and I right. have to go on air basically to sell it. So. I, I do a lot of hours every month on air with them. And so a lot of times that's what it is. It's HSN and it kind of, it's frustrating because I love it. It's obviously again, affords the lifestyle I love, but a lot of times it gets in the way of, of doing some of those things. But if I know far en- enough in advance when something is, then I can black out days and weeks, you know? Yeah. Cause I, if I remember correctly, I think you were supposed to do a Indianapolis appearance. Probably. No, maybe, and, maybe so. Those were and the big ones. I, I had actually planned on bringing my issue of Playboy <laughs> to have you sign it. And then they said, well, Rhonda is not, unfortunately going, not Aww. going to be able to make her appearance. And I'm like, Oh no. And, and well, you'll have to tell him to reach the, out again. The one autograph that I was really going for that year. Aww, and I didn't so get sweet. it. I know, because, you know, Elvira does a lot. She's really, you know, a lot of these ladies, people have made careers of these conventions. And so, you know, I never never felt like I didn't need to do a career of it, but it is really great. You know, I did a couple of local ones here, and and fans do come out, and they really are appreciative. And I still, as I said, I still get, there's not a day that goes by that I don't get asked for autographs. You know, I get the snail mail. So I'm like, (laughs) there's a couple that I backed out of during the height of COVID. And because it, not the hype, but kind of like it was tapering off. So it maybe right. it wasn't too, and I, I just felt like it was just still a little too soon. A little, for little me to too soon. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. We got to meet, um, well, I got to meet, did you meet Cassandra at Horror? I, well, I, 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 I did. Very, I've oh, you all kind of in passing. Yeah. She was, so she was great. Full circle Cassandra is the very first happy days I ever did. Cassandra and I did together. That's crazy. <laughs> she was another one of my childhood loves. Yeah. Oh, she's just she awesome. was she, she was really great. A, I actually have her uh, autograph picture hanging on my wall down here. She was really, really, really nice. So. She was great. She, I mean, she created just an excellent, excellent character. And and what's what was so what was so smart about her is that instead of using her name, she used the name Elvira. What right. hurt me initially was I used my name Rhonda Shear to get out there with Up All Night, but then crazy casting directors thought that that was the only character I could do. Right. And I was really playing a character now years later, just age, you know, ca- time catches up and people don't necessarily think that anymore, but boy, that that's just stuck around with me for the longest, you know, which is weird because one of the things that made up all night so interesting was, was you guys, I mean, you had all these hosts doing these like horror wraparound shows, but up all night was different. Like it would be horror, but it would be comedy. Like there was like a whole skit that would go yeah. along with everything. So you were acting. Right. I mean, I guess yes. she, she was too. Well, you guys, you know, but right. oh my god, yeah, she was a great. That's a great character. Elvira yeah. was just a great character. It's sad that um, we don't really have these kind of hosts anymore. anymore. Not anymore. You, you have no idea how many people ask for it. You just there is a void by not yes. having it. 
Joe Bob Briggs is still out there. I, Joe Bob Briggs, I think, is still out there, yeah, still he is. around. He is. You know what they need to do? Like Netflix or somebody needs to come up with an idea where they get like someone like you on there and host these kind of movies or something. Like well, they really should. Think, didn't they take someone new, or you know, or at least it would be just fun to do a special or two. Yeah. I don't know why they don't because. I don't know. I just I think it would be great because, you know, young people are running networks and they probably grew up with these shows. So I don't know why they don't think of it. Yeah. See, I grew up where we're at. Our main horror host was the cool ghoul. The cool ghoul. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. And and he was <laughs> just he was amazing. Every every weekend he, he was out doing television spots all around town and then running the campy. Yes. Old school horror movies on Fridays and Saturday nights. It was just. You have to look up. He was famous. I grew up with someone in New Orleans named Morgus the Magnificent. Morgus the Magnificent. Okay. And he was, and he had Chopsley, who was like a mummy, who was a sidekick. And he was brilliant. He just passed away. I don't know. He must have been really up there, but. Everyone, I can't think of his real name right now, but he was so beloved. I mean, his shows were old when I was growing up. Right. (laughs) But, you know, it seems like almost every big city had, like, their local person. But if you look up Morgan's the Magnificent, he was... um, He was portrayed by actor Sidney Noel Rideau. Yes, Sidney Noel. That was his name, Sidney Noel. Sidney Noel. Really, really good. And it was... But he just had this whole uh, cast. He was a mad scientist kind of type. Right. Great makeup, the same thing. I mean, people just grew up like loving him. I think, and then I think, I think he had guests on the show, from what I remember too. So it was I think pretty, Netflix needs to get on because they did. I think they did like a revival of Mystery Science Theater, right? That was was that Netflix so. who did that? I think so. They, I mean, they yeah, obviously I know the people like this. Thing I remembered that when I was going off the air was dinner and a movie. Yeah, I remember dinner and a movie I as well. I don't know if it ever picked up the kind of steam that our because we were campy. I mean, I think the campy shows really had it. I think, you know, Gilbert was campy. And Gilbert was great because Gilbert really knew he was a, you know, he was a film buff. Right. All kinds of film, not not just horror films in that genre, just all kinds of films. And that's what his podcast turned into, which was very, I mean, I, I was devastated over his death. Yeah. It and was um, pretty... I, I had him on my show, you know, not, you know, about a year ago. It was pretty so hard. After we heard about his passing, I actually brought up, which, you know, my kids are a little bit older, thank God, but I brought up some Gilbert Gottfried stuff so they could, like, watch. And, uh, you know, he was so definitely, funny. he definitely worked blue a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. my son. Oh, my God, his stand-up was so blue, oh but he's God. so brilliant. So I mean, funny. I've worked, you know, and his acting was so good. Uh, if you want to hear one of the dirtiest but funniest podcasts, I don't know if you ever <laughs> listened to his podcast, is with me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it now. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> I got into this thing with him, and I led him down this path where I started talking about all the guys that hit on me in Hollywood, and they these were all the old school. Like, what's his name, Professor Nelson from, um, you know, from I Dream of Jeannie. I can't think of his real name, <laughs> but you know, all these old comics, and I was just going over them, and and every time I would mention one, he would go into their voice because he did great impressions of them hitting on me and really it's, it, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if Noah should listen cause it's pretty out there, but I, I was, I was in the first few months of his, when he started the podcast and it, it was funny and I speak to his wife and she wants to continue on with it. And I said, you should in his yeah. honor, you should. Yeah. And I said, if you have to get, you know, a comic every month to go on with you, whatever, do it because 
she's the one who set it up. She's the one who, who basically she put she produced it. So and she's lovely. And I don't think she would have a hard time. I after after he passed, you just saw uh, comic after comic coming out and saying like oh. he inspired them. He he was he was who other comedians thought were funny. Oh yeah, he yeah. was the comics comic, yes. and he was he really and was. He, was, he could make. You know, a lot of people who didn't laugh easily because he would just come off without the top of his head. <laughs> and then when I'd work with him, you know, some was scripted, some wasn't. I mean, we had a really great chemistry. And I, I show my husband some of the shows that we did together, you know, because sometimes we would meet up to do specials. And I said, I don't know why they never gave us a show together because we definitely had an adorable chemistry. But we did about 10 different specials in our, in our, in our years or maybe more than that together. Was he? I, I love working with. Was him. he as crazy in real life as he seemed? He was very quiet. Really, very quiet. <laughs> That's so shocking. And he loved just like he was very cheap. He, he I remember <laughs> he, he borrowed money from me to use a payphone, and he'd laugh about it. And you know, he'd make you know comments about you know boobs all the time. You know, well, but he, he was really in, in his really, defense. He's a male. So. He's a male, <laughs> and he was, but he was really sweet. And we love free food. He loved, you know, when the, when it was catering time, he loved that. <laughs> but I have to say, in terms of making me laugh and just working with him, he was lovely to work with. Mm. Yeah, I, I like when you hear, like, that you wonder if, the, like, is this the character they portray or is this who they really are in real life? And it's always fun to f- find out which one they are. Yeah, no, he was really he was quiet, that's, that's you funny. know, off camera. I mean, he, he could go sit in the corner. You wouldn't even know he was there. You know, he's like a little nerdy guy. And then, boy, in front of the camera, though, he'd come to life. And he, he would just come up with just Nothing amazing. wrong with being a nerdy guy now. <laughs> we know yeah. a lot of them. I, I love my nerds. Believe, believe me. My whole life is – and I'm a nerd, actually. And I was actually very shy. I was just had this interview with someone. Else. I told you I just did this interview, and I said, I know it's hard to believe I was shy, but I was very shy. <laughs> I hid behind comedy. And comedy got me through a lot of, like, really icky situations. So – no, I love, you know, and my brother's, my brother's major nerd, so all good. <laughs> I don't wanna, we don't want to uh, keep you all night, but I do want to ask, because you mentioned it, yes. um, you, you mentioned you brought up your book. Do you want to kind of yes. tell people at home about your book a little bit? Well, it's called Up All Night, and it's um, basically um, from, what's, I got you know what, I forget the name of my book. No, it's got a really long title. I just went through this with this this very nice gentleman that that I did an interview with. It's called Up All Night, so you can find it under Up All Night, which is great. But under that, it's got a secondary title. Is um, from Hollywood bombshell to lingerie mogul: life lessons from an accidental feminist. And what I told the gentleman I just worked with, I said, I really should have just called it Life Lessons from an Accidental Feminist, because that's really what it's about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a catchy, um, you know, right. up all night, I thought would, would definitely would pull people. Right. But I think it's also the fact that the book doesn't just talk about, you know, my days in Hollywood and even before that, but it talks about finding love at 40, a little bit after 40, and reuniting with my husband, my junior high school sweetheart, and then starting a completely different career in the world of manufacturing and um you know and designing and then you know so it's kind of a a rah-rah like you can do whatever you want in life and and you know don't take no for an answer uh because you can you can succeed and that that's that's what it's about you know so i'm very proud of the book it's still being shopped around la and gilbert gottfried has a quote on the back and it says 
Rhonda's book is like her cleavage. It's deep, full of surprises, and I want to bury my face in it all night long. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Along wow. with some other people that were... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. A little bit... You know, more, uh, you know, not as funny like Joy Mangano. <laughs> Joy Mangano, who they did the movie Joy about her. And so she wrote Inventor. What did she write? Up All Night is a tribute to the unique, inspiring, funny, beautiful, and brave woman that is Rhonda Shear from USA Up All Night to the house that I built. Rhonda has proven that with unwavering belief, humor, and fortitude, dreams really can come true. Thank you, Rhonda, for sharing so many of your stories with us all, which was a very lovely and honor to get that from Joy Mangano. But you know, anyway, so it, it's been an interesting journey in my life and, you know, kind of coming full circle doing that acting role. And if there was anything I'd want to do, like you asked me about stand-up, it wouldn't be as much stand-up now as it would be acting. I think that would be a blast for me to do, especially since I think that Henry kind of cut my uh, <laughs> my sitcom <laughs> world. You know, he kind of shortened that, and that's really what I wanted. But now I want to do films, so maybe I'll go back and do some horror films. <laughs> well, that would be cool, and we would love to see him. So and maybe you getting back into acting would be a nice little thumbs up at him, like, hey, hey. look where I'm at. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's not like he's sitting around thinking about it, and, and nor am I, but you know what it is? It's just that I'm not one to take someone's dreams away and to do that to a young person when you're at the top of your career at that point, you know, all, if you wanted to say that, all you had to say was, you know, that was, you should have come to me. You should have asked me, like, I don't think you should have gone that. And that's your lesson. And I'm going to, and let's just do the show and move on. And it really did hurt me in terms of, I believe it did, you know, and, and, and hurting, not completely. I mean, I am certainly getting cast in, in, in everything else. I never stopped working, but it, it hurt me in that, those, you know, that particular group of, of shows like Mork and Mindy and Laverne and Shirley, like I was just done with those. So but have, that's okay. Thumbs up to him. Right. He'll never own one of my panties or abras. That's right. <laughs> Unless he buys them through Home Shopping Network. Exactly. Which can do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I have an off-the-wall obscure question, and yes. uh, I'll explain it. Uh, okay. Have you have you had any or any action in any interaction with or any experience with Weird Al? I love Weird Al. He dated my niece. I fixed See what up. I mean? The last three interviews we've done, every single person we've talked to, he has somehow been involved with them. I'm <laughs> I am convinced <laughs> that Weird Al. Is just okay, so the I six degrees um, of Weird Al. Yeah. One night, and I can't remember where I met him. I also, you know, Judy Tenuta is a really right, yeah, group. right. I so reached out to her. Judy, that was kind of a little group, <laughs> and I can't remember where I kept running into to to Al to introduce him to my. I don't know if he was on up on that. I can't remember. Now it's too many years ago, but I introduced him to my niece, who's ten years younger than me. And they and she was she had just moved to LA. She was an entertainment reporter, and they dated for a while. He was so cool. He is cool, and I know there's a movie coming out about him, and yeah. I think that's I can't wait awesome. to see it. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited. I know he had a hand in it. I know he was involved at least to some degree. So that that makes me hopeful. And I bet you, you haven't heard anything but positive about. Him. Oh, absolutely! Everything we've heard has been positive. Yeah, we interviewed. Um, uh, a band, uh, Cybertronic Spree. They 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 go in character as Transformers. Right. They, they wow. dress as Transformers. They do the Transformer soundtrack. Uh, they're a lot of fun. And it he they did a video of Dare to Be Stupid because it was oh. on the Transform. And he is in their video. Like he showed up to do their video for them. Oh, he's just so giving. See, yeah, giving actor, giving. And you were giving. saying That's earlier how you're like you know if they're you know, I met 
Barbara Eden and I was starstruck. I don't get starstruck either. I would have a hard time talking to Weird Al. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So nice and so giving. Like, he is. Like, it's, he's just a lovely person. He's just one of those people I grew up with my whole life. Like, well, like we've both been yes, lifelong fans. It's one of the things we, bond, we bonded as teenagers because we were both Weird Al. huge Weird Al fans. And B wow. movies. And it's so funny That's, that everybody I'm we so talk to seems to have uh, some connection to Al. <laughs> well, I'm really happy for him. I'm happy that he's married and with kids and that he's continued to do well. Because he's a hard, you know what? People that continue to do well are hard workers. Yes. They stay at it. They have to, you know, as I, you know, recreate, reinvent. You have to keep going as, you know, like I did. I mean, second career. But, you know, my I still love show business. Yeah. My heart's still there. But, um, and, and he did. He kept going. You know, you can't get stale. You got to, he aged well, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yes. Madonna, who's still trying to be 20, like, why? Just go with it, you know, be yourself. And you'll, you know, I, I love young people. Young people like me because I like them and I'm curious and I'm interested in them. But don't try to be one of them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't want to be Noah's age. I've already been there. <laughs> no one doesn't want to be Noah's age. <laughs> well, I, I I must say, you know, with 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 the pictures I've seen recently of you and seeing you on television again, it's it's been you know it just brings back that flood of. Yeah, you childhood look, memories. You look fantastic, and you're still <laughs> still as beautiful as ever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm look. a little fluffier, but I'm good. I'm happy. My husband and I love to cook and we love to eat. And I'm happily married. You know, I'm I'm content. You know, I. I yeah, we know. I'm very happy. <laughs> we're both I'm the married. same way. We're, we're we're both we're both married very happily with our with our wives and. That's great. <laughs> got a little fluffy. Yeah, got a, got a lot fluffy over the years. It's a lot different That's than okay. it used to be. Here's a good thing is I cater to all shapes and sizes with my intimate apparel. So we, we go from extra small to 5X, and we love all shapes and sizes, and beauty comes in all shapes, sizes, and ages. And I really Amen. believe this that. Is true. And, and I'm this finding is true. that even with my agent, they're like, there's so many roles for you. Just, you know, he wanted new pictures, so getting ready to shoot new pictures Friday. So haven't shot for a theatrical agent in a long time, so I think that's a blast. I mean, what? part of me is just really excited whether something comes of it or not it's just fun to do i'm, you super, know? I'm excited to hear that else. you're going to be you know you're going to be in a movie coming up with with bobby yeah. lee who i follow on tiktok it's, it's, called, it's called the throwback so okay. just keep an eye out for it and yeah. it's it's a it's a very very cute very family oriented film <laughs> it's it's not at all like <laughs> any of the ones we watch I'm, i don't think it would have made up all night <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, no, it's really adorable film. So, anyway, it was fun to be in it. I, we and, uh, we had a a ball talking to you. It was it's kind of one of those things you. where we go back. A lot of the people we reach out to are people that we found, I guess, iconic growing up. People that really held oh, a place in our minds. Yeah. People who were a part of our childhood. Yes, one hundred percent that influenced us in some way. And mm-hmm. so that's what that's why we reached out to you. So it's it's been great. Uh, well, I'm I'm honored. I get it. And you know what? That's what Gilbert's show was about. People that he loved. And I think that's that's how that's how you should do a podcast. It's the people that you, you know, you admired and you you know, you loved and yeah. grew up with. I think that's yeah. awesome. And anytime I can do anything for you guys, let me know. And you just you made my night. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well the next time have me back on, I'll go X. You have to have me back on when my movie comes out. Oh, so absolutely. One hundred percent. Cool. Well, we we really appreciate you giving us some time tonight. Thank you, and we love you. Uh, Love you, too. And Noah, too.
<laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, Thanks. We appreciate it. Bye. 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 So there you go. There was uh, there was Rhonda Shear, and there was a little bit of uh, Spank Dog going through puberty, puberty again. Puberty. <laughs> yeah, I was. Puberty love. I just love that when we go off the show, I just sang a song. Does anybody know what that's from? I do, but no. I didn't even hear you. <laughs> I said puberty. puberty so, okay. Sometimes we say dumb shit on this show, right? Sometimes? <laughs> no, sometimes we say dumb shit on this show that we don't realize we're saying, and I think it's because our brains get triggered by weird shit, and we don't even realize. Sometimes I listen back, and I'm like, I didn't know I said that or sang that, and I wonder if you guys do the same thing. So I just mm-hmm. said puberty and started singing puberty, puberty love. You guys don't know what that's <laughs> from, do you? Nope. So no. that's the question of the week for everyone out there. Uh, if who can, t- I know what it's from. I just don't know why the fuck it popped into my head because it is that obscure. People out there, if you're listening and you know what that comes from, drop us a line and I, I will we will shout you out on the show. I'm going to give you full full freaking credit as being fucking awesome and smart because you know what movie that stupid ass song is from. You can do that by writing us at yourmixapodcast at gmail.com. You can call us at our phone number, which is 513-437-2377. That's 513-HERAD77. Uh, I don't care. You can drop it anywhere, Twitter, Facebook. I don't care. But tell me what puberty love is from. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway. And if you do, you might just win a prize. Ooh. Unless somebody's won that already. Nobody's won, won it. Already? Nobody's won it. So Man. Spanky, I, I love that we close out the interview with an 100% heartfelt Spanky going, we love you. <laughs> to Rhonda I'm, I'm not wrong. I mean, we do. you know, we do love you, Rhonda, and it was an honor to talk to you. Thank yeah, you very much. It was, it was a blast. And they, all these have been great. We've had so much fun talking to all these different celebrities. And I tell you what, we are, the, the, the dials are working here and we're we're trying to plan some cool stuff in the future so stick around and we'll we'll let you know yeah we're definitely on the upswing we are we're working on some stuff uh, with that being said hey you know what's really helpful is if you leave us a review on any of the pod places you listen to us uh, we've gotten some positive feedback as of late which I don't know what's wrong with you guys but we love it so thank you I really appreciate that yeah and we uh, question you guys, why you listen, but we appreciate that you do. If you guys so. have any any other podcasts that you would love us to check out, please send them our way. We will listen to yeah. them. And I'm glad that you said that because there's a couple of podcasts we want to we want to give a quick shout out to. Uh, 80s and 90s. Now you guys have been great. We've been uh, BSing with them back and forth. We play their ads here on the show sometimes. Uh, really great guys. So go over and check them out. Um, always, of course. Hey, you guys. They're a lot of fun too. Uh, but uh, we really want to give a special shout out to Not a Bomb because you guys have been highly supportive of us, and we really appreciate yes, that. Yes, I have. Yes. And uh, Matt brought that to our attention today. He's like, you know, they they they're constantly saying positive stuff about us, and we really appreciate that they do that. So uh, thank you guys, and you guys should check out the Not a Bomb podcast, especially if you're into movies that were technically considered bombs, um, but they tell you whether they think they're a bomb or not. So. Yeah. And sometimes they genuinely just are. Are just bombs, yeah. (laughs) Just bombs. But they also will recommend some of the best movies I've ever seen. For example, I will tell you. For example. Hellboy, the new one. I know, dude. Mm. You keep going on and on about Brigsby Bear. Gotta see it. The new Hellboy. Yeah, it fucking sucks. And they they talk about it. (laughs) So 
so it's not great. Go over and check out Not a Bomb. They're they they are the bomb. And we appreciate them. So yeah, uh, thank you guys. Of course, thank you guys very much. Of course, you should be listening to Scream Queens with a Z and our good friend Patrick. Uh, that show's hilarious, and he's hilarious, and everything about it's wonderful. Um, and uh, you know, Monster Kid Radio. You'll be hearing from Brother D here soon. I don't even know if we're we're going to call him Brother D. I think everybody else calls him Derek, but he will always be Brother D to us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, unless Monst- he says, "Yeah, stop calling." Him I don't that. think that's he will. all we'll ever know <laughs> him as. Yeah. So go check out Monster Kid Radio as well. So these are just some of the pl- the people and and uh, I I, I want to say the podcast we love, but it's more than that. These are some of the people that we just really dig. We we just like them, and so we want to we want to show them some love and some support. So go check them out, but also check us out. Yeah. And plus a few of these <laughs> a few of these podcasters we've known them for way too long, fifteen years, yeah, way too long. Yeah. So, and you want to know the best place to meet all of us? Horror Hound. And there will be one in Cincinnati in September, and we highly recommend <laughs> if you can come out to that, come out to that. We would love to hang out with some of you guys. Uh, you might as well get out here for that, kill a couple birds with one stone, get to hang out with us, get to go to an awesome convention. Uh, I can tell you right now, the chin himself, Mr. Bruce Campbell, is supposed to be there. Um, yes. They're constantly announcing new guests, and I know uh, like a, a quite a few of the people from uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space are going to be there. It's it's yeah, going to be a Kyoto great time. Brothers and several members from the cast. Yeah, and- it's always a lot of fun. And they, like I said, on Facebook, they're constantly uh, mentioning new people. So we'll be out there for that one. You guys should come check it out. Hang out with us. We'll have a couple beers. Maybe get you a Krampus. <laughs> There's a whole discussion about Krampus. <laughs> There's a whole discussion about Krampus with uh, in the uh, Andre, Gower. Andre Gower episode. Whether it makes it in or not, I don't know. But uh, we have a whole discussion yeah. about the Krampus beer over at Humble Monk, and that Matt tried some at my wedding. And just your description of drinking Krampus was like, it was cracking me up. But that being said, come out to Horror Hound as well. Come hang out with us. Yeah, we, we, we definitely want to meet a lot of new people and pick up some new fans. If your mom's hot, bring her. For Kevin, not for me. Kevin's, sure. Kevin's single. The rest of us aren't I was like, single. you got to say it in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, yeah Kevin, well, Kevin well, couldn't be here today. Kev, so thank gotta, you. If Kevin would have been here. Stay neither neither yeah. could Noah. So. Bring your mom. It's like, oh, geez, it sounds slimy. Except Noah was here today. He was here on this episode. Noah he is was, with yeah. us. He was with us at the interview, yes. Which, by the way, Noah, if you're listening, it was great meeting you at the wedding. Oh, good, yeah, good, I guess that was the first time you met him in person. Face. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was happy to finally meet you yeah. and, and meet Connie as well. So yeah. it's... He, That's cool. I forgot. After That's hearing you all these times on the show, he's like, I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. I, I think I met Julie him. for the first time. Yeah, I can't remember if I met her before. I don't know where you no, would have. You haven't met her yet. Yeah. That was the yeah. first time. I don't, well, I don't was, know yeah. where you would have. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, there too. Yeah. We appreciate everybody coming and listening, and and we hope you stick around, and and we hope you follow us, and we hope you uh, share the episodes. But we hope you come back for all the rest. Please go online and show some love for all the people we talk to. Uh, we usually give yes, Matt. I put it in the show notes. Uh, links <laughs> to get to people's, you know, to follow them online socially and to. <laughs> But 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 please do because these guys are all great and they're giving us some of their time and uh, you know it'd be different if we talked to somebody who was just a complete asshole but so far that has not happened. Yeah, you probably wouldn't hear the episode. So you know, aside from some of the people on this show, uh, it would end up like the arcade episode somewhere, but (laughs) never to be heard. Arcade episode, you know. I still want to hear it. I know, no matter how bad. I I need to try to get you a copy of it. 
Matt. Yeah. Oh my God, I was there when we recorded it, like, and it oh, was just terrible. I tried. Wow. I've tried to edit it. <laughs> you get me and Kevin drunk, and when the guy at the controls is drunk, I mean, there's a portion of the show where I'm like, "You guys keep talking. I'm going to go pee." And uh, I do, and it I'm the was, guy at the controls. It was just, and then I'm it yelling, was a train wreck. Yeah. But in a fun But way. it was a great train wreck. <laughs> I had best three hours of my life probably on the show. We've had a we've had a couple train wreck episodes. Yeah, this uh, one was bad. Not like this. <laughs> yeah, and most of those still make it out, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, I was like <laughs> This one has never made it well, in the light of day. Uh, I, I don't know if the versus episode. Hmm. Uh well that was never that wasn't an episode. We started recording it and we stopped. We should this is inside yeah. info. And there's actually an episode. Yeah, you're, getting a B- you're getting a BTS audio of what goes <laughs> yes, on. Yes, you are. With mm-hmm. us. Um, we've had a couple that just didn't make it. There's actually one on my desktop right now that, w- that will go out. I keep talking about it. Uh, remakes. Songs You Didn't Know remake, Remakes episode. It's. I just haven't finished it. What What happens on that one is uh, it was in the background as kind of a backup episode, and we've just had some really cool shit happening. So it just they keep knocking it out, but it'll probably pop up here soon. So. That one wasn't horrible. It's just I just haven't had time. It's going to be a surprise to everybody, surprise. myself included, because I don't remember what the hell we talked about. Uh, were you on it? Was he on that? Yeah, he was. He most definitely was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't talk about that, <laughs> but you were. <laughs> now you have me concerned. <laughs> you were there in spirit. You were there. <laughs> there was a discussion that was had that I had to edit out of the show. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. With that being said, he left uh, the attempted impressions of Matt Brown in the episode, though. (laughs) That happened and stayed. Attempted? Wow. We nailed that shit, Matt. We oh yeah, you were the only one who did it, right? And I was <laughs> and dead then you kind of half assed it. No, I was spot. I was like, on. I want to hear this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Spot on. Nothing. That's it. Let's go ahead and let the yeah. folks go. Uh, like I said, please follow us. We don't want to keep them up all night. Oh my god. Jesus. See, I was trying I to get out. I was going to be the one to make that I was joke. I trying but, to get out before uh, anybody Matt beat me to the punch. Did it, but you know, um, yeah. So. Thank you guys for listening. I don't have anything else. These guys never have anything else every time I ask them. So we're going to try something that we try every week and lately has not worked so well. But we're going to try it again anyway. Guys, until next time we speak on this show, remember to always stay, stay awesome. awesome. One, two, three, four.
I'm your new USA up all night girl. And I use the term loosely. <laughs> You'll see, I was the obvious choice because they wanted someone who knows their way around L.A., the hottest city in the USA. Well, you see, I was a former Miss Louisiana. And I went to the Miss America pageant and I came out 49th. <laughs> well, I would have come out 50th, but Miss Iowa couldn't get her tractor started for the talent competition. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get to tonight's movie, Basic Training. It's a wonderful film that stars one of America's most profound, distinctive actresses of our time. See, the plot is very intense. It's about three girls who go down to Washington to do, I mean, to meet the heads of state. Stay with me on USA Up All Night. 